Welcome to this week's episode of The Homeschool How-To. I'm Cheryl, and I invite you to join me on my quest to find out why are people homeschooling? How do you do it? What are the differences in how people homeschool from region to region? And should I homeschool my kids? Stick with me as I unfold the answers to each of these questions week by week. So I started this podcast because I have been battling in my mind what I should do with my children. I have a four and a half year old boy and a six month old girl, and it never crossed my mind to homeschool them. I actually laughed at people who sent their kids to private school because in my mind, we pay taxes. Why would you pay more money to send your child to a private school when you can just send them to public school. Um, I myself went to public school and I think I turned out okay. But as 2020 hit and they began masking children and wanting to inject them, um, my eyes definitely opened and I started actually paying attention. So uh, I started dabbling in the homeschool world when um, Cuomo, who was the governor of New York State, where I live, decided to mandate masks for three-year-olds and up. And my son did go to daycare. So my husband and I knew that we did not want our son masked. And no matter what your stance on masking is, when they're three years old, they're learning how to talk, how to form Um, facial expressions, sentences, and covering their face with a mask is very counterintuitive. Not to mention, they do need germs. So we pulled him from daycare and I began attending homeschool play groups while working from home. That was pretty challenging, but also very eye-opening and very fun. Now, I just had a baby girl last August, so she will be six months old this week. I will be 39 tomorrow, so you do the math there. But I think I'm old enough to know, maybe just don't listen to authority anymore and think before people are forcing these mandates on your children. So um, I don't know if that comes with age or not, because... Actually, I've met a lot of people younger than me that are a whole lot smarter in this realm. And uh, the reason I know that is because I started asking questions. And over the last year and a half, every time I meet someone that homeschooled or a child that is homeschooled or maybe an adult that was homeschooled, I was asking them questions about it and seeing if this actually is the right course for my family. So recently I decided let's put it in a podcast, because if I'm curious about it, maybe someone else out there is too. All right, so let's start with reasons why I would not want to homeschool my children. And if you guys are in the same boat as me, kind of weighing back and forth the pros and cons of homeschool, you probably have some of these um, hesitations as well. So let's just go over them really quick. First, will my kid be weird? (laughs) Well, I guess I'm going to reconcile this one by saying most kids I meet are weird. Most adults I meet are weird. So what is weird, right? In school over the last couple of years, we have normalized wearing a mask on a child's face, separating them six feet from each other and putting hand sanitizer on them every 30 minutes. 
I think that's weird. So if keeping them home for learning is going to make them weird, I don't think sending them to 12 plus years of public school is going to make them any less weird. It might make them just weirder in a different way or less weird in a different way. But then again, who's going to say what's normal and what isn't? Because nothing has been normal the last three years. Although in my research, nothing's been normal for a long time. That's for another podcast episode. Okay, number two, they won't be socialized. Well, since I've started attending these homeschool playgroups, I actually think my child might be more socialized if I can stay diligent enough to attend these groups. And there are other avenues that they can go to like co-ops and there's many more, but really that's what this podcast is about. So as we unfold each episode, we'll be learning more and more about what homeschooling parents are doing to socialize their child, but it's still a fear. It's the most common one. I actually think that might be a fear brought about by the government to scare us all into sending our kids into mainstream school. That could be for another podcast altogether. I'll put my tinfoil hat away for now though. It'll probably pop up every now and then. So bear with me. All right, number three. Will I be able to teach them everything they need to know? So this is a scary thing because when I think about physics classes I took or speaking Spanish or trigonometry, I don't feel equipped to teach those subjects to my child. There are probably some subjects out there that I've never even heard of, or I slept during the class, or I... Yeah, we don't have to talk about my days in school, but I don't feel equipped to teach my kid everything. And hopefully as we unfold these podcast episodes, we'll learn that we don't have to be the teacher for everything. How to do that? You'll have to keep listening. All right. Number four, if my child is out in nature every day learning, that's wonderful. But what about when they grow up and have to sit at a desk for eight hours a day? They're not going to be used to that. So should we have them in school and groom them to sit at a desk for eight hours a day? I don't know the answer to that. Well, I think I don't know the answer to that. I probably do. But my point is, is if they're going to have to do it when they're older anyways, maybe grooming them, hmm, grooming may or may not be the right word. But training them, oh, these are all terrible words. (laughs) But in essence, that is what we are doing with our children in mainstream school, grooming and training. So uh, shouldn't they be used to sitting all day if they are going to have to do that at work one day anyways? Well, I don't exactly know the answer to that one either. Another concern I have had is what about my job? I have worked for 15 years So I am looking for a pension, health insurance, um, a solid income. How do I just say goodbye to all of that to stay home and homeschool my kids? That's a tough one. But parents do it, and I will be interviewing them on future episodes. And also, I know that there are parents that do work and homeschool their children, I guess in my mind, the fight is if I'm going to be working all day and give them a computer to sit in front of while I work, is that fair to them? Are they just better off being in a classroom with other kids their age and at least interacting with others and learning things? There's got to be a better way, right? 
So I will make sure we have people that can give us the answers to how to do that and do that well on future episodes. Another fear of mine is um, I get annoyed with my kids. I don't know if you can relate, but sometimes they're really, really annoying. (laughs) I love them to death, but sending them to school and going to work gives us parents a break. I mean, it's terrible to say, I know, but I also know that you guys are nodding in agreement. Like, yeah, my kid does get like that. So how do we manage that? How do we navigate through those terrains when we are just so in need of a few minutes without someone pulling on us, tugging on us, fighting with us? Um, you know, that's a, that's a hard, a hard road to travel. I think it's doable though. And I will find the right people to have on this show so that we can all find a way to navigate it together. All right. Another thing that worries me about not putting my kid in mainstream school is that they can't do sports. Now, my husband didn't really do too many school sports. He was more into mechanical work and actually having a job when he was about 15, 16. So it's not that we're a big sports family. But if my child does want to play football for school, which is literally three miles down the road, I can't give him that. So that's a sad thing. Um, Maybe he won't want to play sports, though. (laughs) We have been able to find some outside of school activities that he has joined already at four and a half years old. So I'm willing to bet there are other things that we can do. We just need to be exposed to what they are. And if they don't exist yet, maybe we have to create it. And I'm really hoping to have guests on that can show us a whole world of things that we have never even thought of yet. That is why I want to have people from all states in the country and beyond. I'd love to hear what they're doing in Canada and Switzerland, Sweden, everywhere. Um, so that we can all share these ideas with each other, find what works and go with it. Okay. Another fear of mine is that maybe he won't be making lifetime friends if he's not in a mainstream classroom. This is a valid fear. Uh, recently I've been thinking about this and thinking back to the friends that I have from school. Uh, yeah, I have one that I still keep in touch with. She wasn't even in my class. She was the year ahead of me. So maybe this isn't actually a valid fear. Next is sometimes my kids just learn better from other people. This ties back into can I provide them everything that they need to know? You know, I feel like there are answers to this question and I can't wait to have people on this show to explain to me how to make my children listen to me when we are nagging them all the time to clean their room, put away their boots, finish their lunch. And now I have to also nag them to learn two plus two. That's going to be a challenge. I think it's doable. I just don't know how. We will find the right people to explain to us how. Okay, now that I've gone over my fears with you, I'm going to go over with you why I do want to homeschool my children. So the first reason is not a very main reason for me because there's a level of just fear tactic to it. um, And the ratio is probably very small, but there've been a lot of school shootings. 
However, you still have to go to places like the grocery store and whatnot. Um, so I understand that that is not a main reason. It's just one on the list. Okay. The masking. I already talked to you about that. To know that schools can just mandate a covering over a child's face. And if they can do this, what else can they mandate? But I don't approve of that. I don't approve of someone putting cloth over my child's face where they have to breathe, learn to speak, where they're breathing in the germs that their body is exhaling for a reason. Um, I don't agree with it. And I find it disgusting that a school is going to mandate that on my child against my will. I know I'm not alone in that bucket. Okay, in New York, we do not have a religious exemption any longer since 2019. Governor Cuomo, former Governor Cuomo, took the religious exemption off the table for vaccines. Now, this is not a podcast on vaccines, but I want to have the healthcare choices for my child. Again, I don't want the government stepping in and saying what I have to inject them with or not inject them with. That is my choice. They are my children, and I should get to say, which if you look at the law, <laughs> we're supposed to be able to give informed consent. Um, there are certain things that I don't consent to, so I, I don't agree that they need you know X, Y, and Z in order to be a part of mainstream school, and uh, there's nothing I can do about that. Even private school. I mean, a lot of people, I think, believe that, well, okay, then just send them to private school, pay the money. It doesn't work that way. They ha they still need all of the mandates that a public school student needs. Um, so paying the money doesn't work. You literally have to drive to the next state over and send your kid to school there every single day. That is very taxing. Gas is a little expensive now, too. I don't know if anybody noticed that. Okay, so the next reason that I do want to homeschool, I feel that the schools are removing the parents from the decision-making. They are telling students to confide in the teachers and surpass their parents to do this. That is terrible in my mind. I know that there are certain children that may not be able to go to their parents for certain things, okay? There is a percentage out there that I get this agenda might help, but I think in the grand scheme of things, this is hurting more than it is helping, and we have to look at that. So they're removing the parents from the decision-making process and also making our kids not trust us, and that's just terrible. So that is a big reason about why I would not want to send my child to school. There's also too much time wasted sitting at desks. My son is four and a half years old. He's supposed to be going into kindergarten in September. Now, I had a half-day kindergarten program when I was younger. We don't have that option anymore. It is strictly full day. That's all you can do. So he's going to be going from, uh, he attends a preschool right now for two and a half hours, three times a week. To go from that to six hours a day five days a week is going to be a huge adjustment for him. And that's not even to mention the getting there and the getting them back home. I mean, that is a long day for a child. When they're there, they're sitting in a desk. Yeah, they get to go outside here and there, but we are in upstate New York. It's cold for a lot of the year, and I don't know that they get them outside every day to do physical activity. So that's another reason. Okay, 
there's also a lot of time I feel in school that is wasted. There's, you know, I haven't been in school in a while. When I was in school, there were study halls. There were classes that we were forced to take that really were of little to no benefit to us. And the, I think it was three or four minutes between each class. Um, you know, you get your lunch hour. There's a lot of wasted time. And again, I, you know, in the workforce, there might be wasted time there too. But I guess maybe I just answered my own question. Why are we training our kids to be part of the workforce? Maybe we could train them to do something very creative where they never have to sit or they sit very rarely, but they can do it in other ways. Um, so the, the wasted time, though, is just unnecessary. We could condense things and actually have them learn more if we taught them from home. This kind of ties into there's just not enough outdoors time in school. Um, you know, if some of the groups I've been going to the last year and a half concentrate so much on being outdoorsy, and it is just great. You know, I read a book last year called There's No Such Thing as Bad Weather, and it's so true. Um, they are outside all the time in uh, the country that she was in. And in the States, it is little, little to no time outdoors, breathing in fresh air. I mean, that is so important for our children, isn't it? They need the germs, but they also need fresh air. When I drove by playgrounds in the last three years and saw a playground full of masked students, I can't tell you the rage inside of me. <laughs> um, it, it completely blows my mind. And right there, I could just tell you, like, I don't want my child being a part of that. Okay. Um, all right. So I think in school, this is another big reason. In school, our children, we touched on it before, they are being taught to listen to authority. Now, this is a hard one because, you know, I am teaching my children, you need to respect the police you do have to listen to authority. However, where do we draw the line? Because authority told us to put cloth over our three-year-old's faces. Um, why should I have to listen to that? It doesn't make sense to me. The science doesn't back it up. So where do we draw the line of listening and respecting authority? And um, and again, when we were talking just a little bit ago about our kids surpassing the parents and going to their teachers and social workers with personal matters, they're, they're going to the authority, which is good, I guess, but it's not. They should be learning to critically think and question authority, right? I mean, I want my children to listen to the police and follow the law, but when the law doesn't make sense, I guess that's a very fine line, and I can't wait to have people on our podcast that can really navigate that for us, because there's got to be a right way to do it. Okay, the next reason that I don't want to send my child to mainstream school, well, there's a transgender agenda going on, and... Uh, I know this will make a lot of people upset, but I know there's a lot of people nodding in agreement. There is a transgender agenda going on. I don't know the specifics behind it, if it's really for depopulation. They don't want um, our children being able to produce children of their own one day. Um, they want to control how big our population gets. I don't exactly understand. 
Um, I was recently talking to a teacher friend of mine and she said to me, well, Cheryl, when one student says I have two mommies and another student asks why, what am I supposed to do? I have to explain it to them. And I said to her, well, what if one student believed in God and the other student asked why? Do you feel capable of explaining that to them? If you don't, then I don't think you should be explaining the transgender or the gay or the straight or family relationships in general. I think it would be more adequate to say to them, everybody has different types of families and you should talk to your parents about it when you go home tonight. And if you need to discuss it further, we have a school resource officer, counselor, I don't know the right word, but (laughs) there are places you can go. I don't think teachers should feel equipped to have these conversations with our children. They have young minds. And to confuse them more, that is leading to the depression, the anxiety. We don't need more of that. We need less of that. So what I think is children need more hard work. That's it. I think adults need it too. We want to get rid of depression and anxiety. Now, I am not a therapist. But in just the general sense, when you do something and when you accomplish something that's hard to do, you feel good about yourself. Try being depressed when you feel good about yourself. It's really hard. So that goes into my last reason for wanting my children to be homeschooled. I believe the school systems are dumbing us down. They are not making self-sufficient people at graduation, right? I am going to tell you right now, I'm from um, from a city type, inner city school in upstate New York, and I do not know how to, though I am learning, I do not know how to grow a garden well. <laughs> I am learning, but um, I didn't graduate school knowing this grow food, can food, preserve food. I don't know how to make heat if I didn't have electricity, Um, hunt, use a gun. I mean, get shelter, find water. I don't know how to do any of these things. I always used to think that being self-sufficient meant I don't collect welfare or food stamps, home heating, help, or anything like that. So therefore, I consider myself self-sufficient, right? Well, what about when there's nothing on the shelves, which people a couple years ago laughed at me for, and now people are actually coming to me saying, hey, you were right. Where can I get information on this? So um, that actually is scaring me more than anything. (laughs) At first, I felt validated, but now I'm like, oh, crap. (laughs) It was so much more fun when I just thought I was crazy. But um, how would you live if there were no food on the shelves where you shop, right? What do you do? So I want my child, like that's my goal for when my children are 18, they can live on their own if they had no access to food, shelter, um, electricity. Can they survive? I mean, that's really all I, I would like. Can they build a house? Can they do electrical work? Can they plumb a toilet? Can, um, you know, they, they find food for them and their family and be able to preserve it. You know, these are really important values that we just don't have anymore. Our grandparents, great grandparents had them. And, uh, you know, I think it's by design. We spent more time watching TV and now on the internet 
then we did learning these values from them. And you know, I don't think that's by accident. I think that is by design. I know I do sound a little nuts and you know, I got a closet full of tinfoil hats behind me, but (laughs) I think there is some truth to this. And will I be upset if at 18, my child knows how to shoot a deer and, you know, feed it to him and his friends and doesn't know trigonometry? No, I think I'd rather, I think I'd rather him know how to shoot the deer, right? Um, (laughs) And it all just goes back to having pride in what we do because so often we just go through life and go through the motions. And then at the end of our lives, we look back and, you know, it's, well, how much time did you actually sit uh, on your phone? And I'm guilty of it too. Uh, you know, looking up this or scrolling through that, that time takes away from things that we could be creating, relationships we could be creating with friends, with our children, with our spouses, um, things we could be creating like activities, um, you know, learning together how to grow a garden and making that a big family thing. Those are the things that when I think about homeschool, that is what I envision for us. And I think we have to give ourselves some grace. We don't have all the answers. That is fine. But we do have questions. And that is the most important thing, right? We have questions because we are taught not to question anything these days. So I don't know if I answered some of my own questions in this in this episode, um, but I am sure that there are people that know much more than me, and I will be bringing them on each week. My goal is to interview someone from each state within the U.S. so that we can hear about the different reporting requirements from each state, how people are homeschooling, what curriculums are they using, how are they making friends with other people people? How are they forming groups and communities? And how are they teaching their children the things that they don't really know how to do themselves? And what are the best ways to do this? Um, Because I'll tell you, I'm working on flashcards with my son right now for the alphabet. That's not working. So I'm sure some of you can give me some better tips on that. (laughs) But like I said, I'm at the beginning of this process, but I know to question things and I know that you all collectively will have the answers that I am looking for. And if I can help some other moms out or fathers too, because I have met some awesome dads on this journey that are staying home with their kids and bringing them to the homeschool groups and submitting their reports for the uh, reporting requirements for homeschool. It's amazing. It is like such an eye-opening experience, and I've really loved every minute of it, um, other than the flashcard part, but I'm doing that wrong. I know that. So (laughs) please join me next week as we find out the answers to all these questions. Joining us will be Johanna, a single working mom of two, one in elementary school and one in middle. I'm really excited to see how Johanna navigates this, and you'll find out. Do I end up homeschooling my kids?